The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome to the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gambling industry. And with me, I have but one of them this week in Dustin Galker. We are going to be Batman and Robin this week, Dustin. Peanut butter and jelly. Bonnie and Clyde. I'll let you decide if you want to be Bonnie or Clyde. We're going to be uh, we're going to be that as we uh, go through all of the news and everything this week. It is Maryland. It is Louisiana. We got some numbers to compare. Compare. We even have some news from the NBA as well. But before we get going, stop what you're doing. Go and follow Dustin on the Twitter machine. It's absolutely free at Dustin Galker. I really, really. Highly, highly recommend that you do so here before you uh, before you consume episode 103. Dustin, how uh, how has the week been? How has the week been in uh, in gambling news out there? Uh, it's been a busy one. Uh, I mean, that's every week, right? Busy, busy weeks every week now these days. But so we're coming down to the nitty gritty of legislative sessions. And uh, I, I I started betting again in the NBA a little bit. Got a, got a promo in Oregon here, which I don't get often. So got, start started betting a little bit, and uh, no Oregon news though. Just but news about lots of other states. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, if you want to follow me, if you hate yourself, you can uh, at Matt Brown M two. I suggest you don't. But hey, look, you know, there's a take in there every now and then that's worth following for. So uh, head on over to the Twitter machine again. Everything's absolutely free. But let's kick things off here, Dustin, with. The uh, news coming out of Florida here again, this is the state that we are now whenever we're talking about kind of the big fish out there. This is the one that over the last several weeks we have really been honing in on. What is the latest coming out of Florida? Yeah, I mean, well, depending on who you talk to, good news or bad news, Mm -hmm. uh, but Florida sports betting passed the legislature this week in a special session convened just to deal with a gaming compact uh, as it relates to the Seminole tribe and other matters related to gambling in the state. Uh, Most proximately for uh, for our concerns, this legalizes sports betting and online sports betting, which sounds like cause to celebrate. Uh, Mm -hmm. And normally we would be, but we have, uh, there are a lot of issues still to come in Florida that's Again, depending on who you talk to, there's a there, these are these are speed bumps or major major things that could derail sports betting in Florida. So, first up is this has to go. It deals with a federal co- compact with the gaming with the tribe in the state. So this has to go for federal approval. And there are, are you know a lot of people I think who think that that this is going to get struck down that sports betting will not be allowed to stand as part of uh, this gaming compact between Florida and the Seminoles, which would then put us back to square one potentially, uh, and, and this then we wouldn't have anything going in Florida. There's also the potential for lawsuits in Florida. Uh, you know, there's a, a group that has been adamantly against no casinos. That's going to that has said it's uh, as much that it's going to challenge this under under the Constitution. That you know, that uh, there was a 
a recent referendum where voters had to be put in charge of gaming expansion in the state. This is obviously, this is arguably a gaming expansion. Uh, not, not even really arguably, but it's just a matter of whether the actual words of this expansion fit under the constitution. So um, cause for celebration to some extent, but there's, we're, we're pumping the brakes here because of all of these potential legal hurdles that are going. And you have on top of that, you have that there's this possibly a, a monopoly in, in Florida where uh, the, where hard rock digital through the seminal tribe is is running the entire show there and you don't have a kind of robust sports betting market that's Mm. there's a wide range of outcomes there too but just like new york and just like some of these other states where there's a lot to be done still to to see what florida what sports betting is going to look like and how excited we should be about it and if it's going to happen at all in in reality yeah, so that's what was kind of my follow up here. Somebody's listening to this and they are from the state of Florida and they're trying to get a a big takeaway from this. I think that the big takeaway that you're giving is there's still a lot to be decided. Don't get your hopes up quite yet. Yeah, again, like it's like it's amazing that we're, that we're I have to pump the brakes here because this this mm-hmm. would normally be something we're celebrating. And it's it's you know, there was even possibility this got tripped up in the legislature, but it basically sailed through this week. We were we weren't sure exactly what would happen in the special session and legislature basically without a whole lot of argument uh, just said, let's go. Let's go. We're this, we're doing this compact. They pulled out a, a, a little bit that allowed po- for the possibility of online casino in the future. Uh uh, they also tabled stuff, stuff related to daily fantasy sports. So, um, but we got, you know, sports betting went through with, with this larger gaming compact. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I don't know how to handicap it right now. Like, is it like a coin flip that we have like online sports betting by next year in Florida? I don't know. I've, I, I guess I'd feel like it's worse just because there's so much that has to get through. Like again, mm-hmm. like, depending on who you ask, this thing is dead when it gets to the the Department of Tier has to look at this, and because of how this this is structured, the bets are all being taken. All online bets are being taken via, via the tribe. Um, the, the servers are on tribal land, but then they're they're allowed to have kiosks and other things that are on um, you know other on paramutual facilities lands. And there's, there's people just don't think this passes the smell test in terms of federal law and how tribal gaming takes place uh, in in states and, and with compact. So I don't know. That's and that's the first. That's just the first part. You could we could have a lawsuit and you could get an injunction uh, stopping them from even contemplating all of this. So uh, it's just it, it, it's it's a mess and it's it's kind of wild because like comments from lawmakers kind of like said, hey, we know there are problems with this. It's going to probably get a legal challenge and we're just going to pass it anyway, which is not really the greatest way to create policy. You should probably be creating policy that stands up to legal challenges, but um, that's where we are and that's where we're at in Florida. So yeah, don't throw ticker tape parades uh, about sports betting quite yet, but you know, it's a step forward at least for, for Florida. And we'll see whether this turns into actual full online sports betting uh, in the near future. A state that we have been also been talking about a lot recently, and we talked about the passing, of course, of when this might actually get going and when things might get up and running is Maryland. And it seems like we might have at least a little bit more of a glimmer of, uh, of an idea here with this one here in the last few days. Yeah, we have actually official. It's, it feels like a long, long time ago that we were talking about yeah. Maryland last time when the legislature uh, passed it uh, and sent it on to Governor Larry Hogan. And it's been sitting at on his desk or not actually physically on his desk, but he could have signed it at any point. And it's been a month since then. So this week he actually signed it, which means Maryland is now officially on the clock. You are getting online sports betting. I don't think there's any reason to worry about it. It passed by overwhelming majorities 
in the in the legislature uh could it was veto proof if they would if you would have vetoed it or changed the bill so um but so we're we're on a path you know uh, Maryland has said they hope to have some sort of sports betting uh, in Maryland uh by NFL season whether that's just retail books or or what have you uh I, I, I kind of doubt we're going to see online betting in the near f- that quickly but you never know we've seen states go from from law to full online sports betting market in in not very much time and Indiana comes to mind on that front we were doubting Indiana's ability to do this as mm-hmm. quickly and you know have Arizona on the side there same thing they they have a law and trying to get it live uh by NFL season 2 Again, whether that's just retail or whether we have online too, who knows? But um, anyway, we're on the clock. We're going to have, as opposed to Florida, there's definitely going to be a robust market here. We have everybody who wants to be in in Maryland is going to be in Maryland. There is no limit. I mean, there's a limit to to, to how many sports books, but it's not a meaningful yeah, one. There's, it's just, there's, there's like there's 60 enough. licenses. Yeah. Yeah. There's right. like 60 licenses. Basically everyone could have two if they wanted one. Like, right. Yeah. Like, so yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe you just, you know, DraftKings has a lot of extra money to buy two licenses. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's Maryland is going to be good. Uh, you know, I can, I can say that pretty, pretty confidently mm-hmm. that we're going to have a robust market. If you're a sports better, you're going to get all the, the major players and then some, so should be salad days uh, in Maryland whenever things uh, get, get going there. And, uh, and we don't know how we really quite have a timeline yet, but you know, I, I, I guess I'd be shocked if you're not betting online uh, by the Super Bowl next year. And one of the things that we've seen in some of these other states as well, I mean, namely, we're talking about, you know, the recent news in Arizona, but uh, in Maryland, not only are casinos and racetracks eligible for retail, but also we're going to be getting them at the stadiums as well. We're yet to really see how this completely plays out, especially during an NFL season to see how, you know, this might could, you know, how this could affect things or whatever. But we know that FedEx Field, uh, M&T Bank Stadium, where the Ravens play, and then also. So uh, Camden Yards are all going to have sports books inside them as well. Right. And we actually saw already just like right after the, the governor signed the law, we have the Ravens and MGM uh, doing a deal as an official gaming partner. This is not uh, this is not guarantee that they're the the quote unquote sports betting partner mm-hmm. of of the Ravens or there's going to be a retail M, uh, MGM book there. But um, it was it's quick. It's amazing how quickly these dominoes fall when, the, you know, Arizona, there's a bunch of these deals already done because there's. Um, you know, people want this exposure. They want to be a partner of of the major sports teams. And in, in Maryland, especially, you really basically, you know, you have the D.C. teams, but you're basically, you know, Ravens and, and uh, mm-hmm. the Washington football team as far as major interest and then, you know, caps and wizards in, in the district. So uh, this, getting a getting a Ravens deal is a pretty big deal for for an MGM that wants to you know solidify its spots. Uh, they have a casino, of course, uh, just outside of D.C. in Maryland as well. So they're carving themselves out a nice place in the market in the early days for uh, for Maryland sports betting. Yeah, I, I you know, especially during football season, I actually think that this is going to perform fairly well. Again, we don't really have a. A case study yet there there are partnerships of course with the Denver Broncos we know that in Colorado but during the pandemic there were no fans that were allowed in the stadiums and stuff like that and so like to see if there was really an effect on those partnerships as far as signups and things like that we know that uh, we haven't really gotten a case study with that yet but 
I think guy, you know, people show up to these games early. You know, it doesn't I mean like you know. I mean, you've you've been to get, like people show up early there, and whether it's to whether it's to go party or to hang out or something like that. And if that means you know you carve out fifteen minutes of you showing up a few hours early as it is anyway to swing over and place a bet or go sign up for an account at a kiosk that they've got set up or whatever it might be. You know, all, all the different ways that they can go about handling this. Um, I actually think it's. Uh, I think I think there's there's decent potential there. I mean, of course, there's only you know eight nine home games a year, depending on now that we're at a, now that we have a 17 game schedule, eight or nine home games a year uh, with all this. But uh, I think it's pretty good for customer acquisition. Yeah. And, you know, there's you know, it's always going to be online betting, retail betting, no matter where mm-hmm. it is, is going to be second fiddle. But same time on the flip side of that. Yes. A big opportunity on game days. You know, uh, there's the argument that, you know, arenas and stadiums, you know, uh, you know, obviously baseball open a lot of the year, but you, you can have people coming into and engaging with your property every day of the year now. Right. right. When there's when when things are going, when whenever sports are going on, you could have people coming to the stadium, you know, going, you know, eating at a restaurant. Uh, right. You know, but buying stuff at the team store. Again, how much is that? But it's it's engagement that you do. Like, again, you basically like a, a football stadium has. You know, the, the eight games a year, the playoffs, you know, a couple one-off events, some, some concerts here and there. Now you have a, a reason to have the doors open all the time again. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, that's, you know, and, you know, even from a state, uh, like a municipality standpoint, you're getting more, maybe more bang for your buck out of these, these arenas and stadiums that are, uh, that are often, you know, just for, for special use. And now you have a reason to use them all the time, which yeah. is, is interesting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I th- you know, it's uh, one of the things that NFL has, has, really kind of mastered is keeping themselves top of mind throughout the course of the year, spacing out, you know, the play, you know, the NFL season lasts so long and then you space things out to free agency and the draft and all the, you know, all the different things like that. And um, this is just, like you said, just another way to keep fans engaged year year round with, with these teams. So let's talk about a subject near and dear to my heart here, the great state of Louisiana. This is one of the states where we've talked about this a little bit different than some of the other states. Um, They have voted on not only DFS a couple of years ago, but sports betting this past election. Everything has to be passed on a parish by parish basis. If you're not familiar with Louisiana, parish is essentially the exact same thing as a county in the rest of the country. Um, So there will be geofencing parish by parish around there. But all of the most uh, populous parish parishes have voted not only in favor of DFS, but in favor of sports betting. Dustin, we have not yet seen DFS in Louisiana, despite that passing in 2018. And uh, here we sit in May of 2021. And we're just now kind of getting the ball rolling here on sports betting for uh, for Louisiana, despite the fact that the people have in, in fact spoken. Yeah, at least we're moving forward in Louisiana. We saw mm-hmm. one of the the major bills that would allow for sports betting pass the Senate. I think even as we speak, they're considering a couple of other enabling pieces of legislation in Louisiana that are that all work in concert to roll out uh, sports betting in the state. Again, as uh, as you said, not every every parish or, or equivalent of a county would get get it. You'd have to be geofenced in in the ones that where the referendum did not pass. So, but we have positive momentum uh, moves. To, uh, the, all this is theoretically going to move to the House, where uh, where they if they if they pass it goes on to the governor. Then we're then we're t- suddenly talking about online sports betting in most of Louisiana again. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about Louisiana. In the past, but pretty decent bill allows licenses to, you know, all the casinos, the racetracks, to actually two license, two skins per uh, 
per licensee. So you could have up to 40 sports books in Louisiana. Again, a pretty ideal model from uh, from a max revenue maximization and from uh, just from a consumer standpoint, allow again allowing anybody who wants to come in. You know, forty sports books is a, is about enough to get. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Like, we're, we're we're. I mean, there's that many available in other states, and like New Jersey hasn't even gotten to to that point either. So this is this is good development. I think uh, still still work to be done, in Louisiana. But uh, again, we might be looking at uh, Louisiana as another state with sports betting in the not too distant future. And, you know, I, I keep saying this, but I'm going to until the until the numbers come out, I'm going to keep beating this drum and I might be completely wrong. I think the numbers are going to actually surprise people a ton because not only is the state now keeping all of the money of the people in New Orleans who are leaving and go over going over and betting in Biloxi, but the proximity of Dallas to the to the Louisiana border and the proximity of Houston to the Louisiana border is very, 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 very short. And that's the reason the casinos exist in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And the reason casinos exist in Shreveport, Louisiana is not to serve people in Shreveport in Lake Charles. It is to serve people in Dallas and in Houston. And um, those people are going to come over and they're going to be betting during the football season and stuff as well. So um, I actually think the numbers specifically during football season, because again, it's just one off betting, maybe not during the off season and stuff where there's games going on all during the week. But when people could come over, make a weekend of it, you know, stay there, gamble, do their sports betting, things like that. I actually think during football season, Louisiana numbers could, could surprise some people. Yeah, very possible. I mean, we're learning things about every market. We're going to get the numbers here uh, shortly, but yeah, there's every market's a little different in terms of what, like, you know, access to other mar- access to other markets, what people like to bet on, uh, you know, we've been, you know, we're, we're, we always talk about Colorado and it's affection for, for table tennis betting for whatever reason. Like, it, it, yeah, you know, it's, right. there's a, there's, there's micro little climates for what's, what sports betting look like. And uh, definitely, definitely could be, uh, yeah, you get the drive over traffic from, from Texas and uh, suddenly you're talking about a little bit bigger than you might think otherwise for Louisiana. Um, and, and Dustin with that bill and what, with their, what they're trying to pass right now, what does it look like on the mobile side from Louisiana? Is it going to be in-person registration? Are they working to try to get the, the mobile registration or how does that look right now? I don't think it's Scott includes in-person registration. Um, I don't know a hundred percent. I don't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that in the amendments, but yeah, me neither. Um, I was looking at, I was looking through as well and I couldn't really, I couldn't really decipher what was, what was going on there. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I hope and presume uh, we'll, we'll check on that and we'll, mm. we'll conclude the show notes. But uh, I think right now we're talking about it's it's normal and that you don't have to. But um, I will check on that for you, Matthew. And we'll. And we'll yeah. Well, well, yes. No, we will. And like you said, we'll put it we'll put it in the show notes here for this. We love to talk numbers here on the podcast and uh, Adam is not here. Adam's on assignment. I, I always like when they do that, like whenever it's a host that's normally there and they just say like, oh, it's out on assignment. So what do you say? Adam's out on assignment right now. Uh, Adam usually runs us through some of these numbers here, but uh, all you this week, Dustin. So let's go with uh, New Jersey. Let's start over there. Yeah, there's there's nothing super exciting out of these numbers. Uh, you know, I think we real like again, we're trying to expectations that sports betting is just not on a rocket ship to the moon, uh, despite what some people in the sports betting industry mm-hmm. said. Like there's 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 seasonal slowdowns. And yes, that seems like sounds like there's a lot of sports, a lot of interest in in 
right now, playoffs starting, but there's just less to bet on as the calendar goes in through the summer. Like after March Madness is over, so we're in, we're talking about April numbers right now. Um, New Jersey, $748 million in handle in April. That's well off all time high, just under a billion in December. But this is what we expect, right? Because we know that uh, the calendar is just, is just less. There's, you know, we're basically betting on, you know, NBA, in April, we're betting on NBA, MLB, which is not the most exciting product from a betting perspective, even though there's a ton of value and an NHL. So there's, you know, NFL is king, you know, college basketball is a, is a big driver, again, volume on, on, on top of anything else. So, you know, so this is what we expect, but it's, uh, but, you know, when P- if you see people out there saying, oh, sports betting is down in New Jersey, it's because of the calendar. It's not because of, yeah. of anything wrong with sports betting. So we're, uh, and again, we're looking at, we have nothing great to compare it to either because last April uh, everything was shut down and we had right. 50, 54 million in handle. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the, the bazillions of percent uh, <laughs> higher than it was uh, last April. So we're, we're also we're, so we're still gauging what a new normal is for these kind of summer months. And, you know, again, we know we do know historically in Nevada, this is, you know, again, we know this is a slow time, even though people yep. love to bet on NBA. There's just less to bet on. You know, April less so. Well, now we're in the playoffs, but you know, May. Once we get into May, June, July, we're talking. These are these are really not great times for sports betting. So we're going to see probably even in growing markets, we're going to see a bit of a pullback from their from their best numbers. Yeah, no, absolutely. July is just a July is just a, a complete yeah wasteland. So it should we, we again when people. When people look at those numbers when they come out of July, like you said, it's not necessarily that people are losing interest in betting. It's just that there's not anything that they're interested in betting on. So it's just that part of the calendar. What are we seeing from Pennsylvania? In Pennsylvania, uh, you know, similar story. We're seeing uh, not under half a billion in handle, but again, that's you know that's well off. It's high, but um, and, and down month over month. But again, we expect that. So, uh, but. Really, again, there's we're comparing again against the nothing of last year. So uh, something like it was 60 million last year in Pennsylvania in April. So there's that. Um, we we see Fandle and DraftKings still leading here. Fandle, I should have mentioned, still a leader pretty far away, the leader in New Jersey. Um, so we have that. And then we have uh, Barstool, uh, third in the market with, uh, with a pretty small, still pretty distantly behind um, DraftKings and Fandle in that in reverse order, but um, so we're it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. This is the most interesting thing to me is seeing how this all shakes out. BetMGM pretty new to the PA market, but like who can cut into the Fandle and DraftKings lead? That's the more maybe the more interesting story here over the summer. Aside from the top level numbers, is like are Fandle and DraftKings holding on to that first mover advantage and their early leads? And like Barstool is not you know yeah they do well they they're Depending on the week, between the month, they're doing better or worse in terms of revenue. Um, but Fandle and DraftKings, just in terms of volume and customers, they're still pretty far ahead. And again, caveat: Barstool's much newer to the market, but they're not really not really cutting in in a meaningful way. They kind of got to third, like they opened the doors. They're third, and that's that's kind of it in terms mm-hmm. of of Barstool's place in the market. So that you know, that's the, over over here over the summer months here and leading into NFL season. It's can Barstool become, you know, a legitimate, you know, number two threat? Can they, or, or is BetMGM going to continue to to solidify that uh, as a, you know, a number two or a number three, uh, or is Barstool really like a number four? And we'll uh, we'll see what Barstool's strategy is. But um, we know, and we also know in Pennsylvania they're bonusing a lot. They actually had uh, 
negative net revenue, I believe, in Pennsylvania, if I remember correctly. They they bonused a lot and uh, did not uh, just spending a lot of money on that that marketing to their new players um, and ended up with net negative net revenue. So, yeah, that'll be something we'll have to monitor and see if that actually flips uh, at some point. But uh, we know, like you said, they're still relatively new, still in heavily heavy customer acquisition mode. So maybe that will. Uh, Maybe that will change as we move a little bit further into a mature market for them. Uh, and what about Michigan? Same story, Michigan, uh, about 274 million in handle, I believe. Um, you know, we're still, this is super early days in Michigan, mm. but we're obviously have climbed very quickly. It's, you know, I'd say by the time we're in NFL season, we're going to be seeing Michigan uh, on par, maybe not on, quite on par with the New Jersey, but, you know, we'll be be closing in. We'll be certainly be a big number, a big number three and might be challenging a Pennsylvania for like for the number two position. So uh, unlike a Sino, obviously there alongside, you know, I can't, can't overestimate this, that Michigan has really done uh, a, a fantastic job with its, uh, is marketed with uh, how they did it. All of this has turned into very quick growth, which then turned, you know, operators are happy states, states making, you know, money from the, from the comp, from everything that's going on and the, and the markets. This is again, if, if I'm launching online gambling, this is, I'm following what Michigan does and, you know, rolling out all the operators at the same time, rolling mm-hmm. out casino and poker uh, at the same time, uh, about the same time poker trailed a little bit, but we have poker coming and, uh, even there's even an exciting story out of uh, over a sister site online poker report that they're they are at least contemplating joining interstate compacting, uh, in terms of uh, at, like at joining the other states that have uh, legal online poker and you'd be able to play against people in New, New Jersey, Nevada, uh, and Delaware, and you know you hope you hope Pennsylvania joins that club sometime mm-hmm. too, um, but we're. We're, we're, we're on our way. This is the, this is a glimmer of hope that we're going to have a, a bigger poker market, which I know, which right. I know will excite you and our, and our yeah. legions of followers on, on the Twitter machine. Yeah, seriously. It's a, uh, right now it's just, it's almost, I'm not going to say it's unplayable, but it's just, you know, it is, uh, it's certainly rough right now. The, the streets out there, you added another couple States in there and things could get really, really interesting. So hopefully people decide that this it's the juice is worth the squeeze and can, uh, make that happen because, you know, listen, you and I both know there is a very, you know, there is a cap on poker and where we understand that, you know, the way that you make money in poker, there's just only so much money you can make. Right. I mean, whenever you're just raking and it's just a, a rake scale, I mean, there's only there's only so much money you can make in poker. But again, it is a good I think one, I think it's a good retention tool and it's a good cross sell tool. Right. I mean, like you can keep people engaged. We talk about these slow months. Right. I mean, we talk about the the June's and July's and early August's of the sports calendar where, you know, maybe you keep you keep someone involved because you run a, a poker series or whatever it might be. Obviously, we know the, the, the WSOP typically happens in the summer and stuff like that. So, I mean, you uh, you run a poker series, maybe keep your your customer a little bit more engaged, throw them some promos here and there, throw them a, a deal here and there and get them ready for football season. I think it's uh, you know, I think I think there is a possibility that it is a a net positive for these as opposed to just kind of a a luxury out there, you know? Yeah, and it may never be. It's I don't. I mean, we're never going to be back to the days where poker right. is the main vertical. That's not going to happen. Casino mm-hmm. and sports are going to be one and two. Now, poker. I think I agree with you. Poker is an acquisition tool. Poker is a retention tool. 
and you know, I mean, and you get to and and maybe we get there. You get to a critical mass of states. That's what we always say, right? You get, you know, if we add Michigan and Pennsylvania to the player pool, we're not we're not talking, you know, uh, pre Black Friday days for poker, but we are talking about a significant amount of people playing poker all at once in, in legal and regulated markets, and you know that you know as more you know. We're seeing more states at least can contemplate the idea of, of online casino and poker. You know, we'll have probably Connecticut, mm-hmm. whether they join a compact or not, who knows. But, um, you know, that's, there's there's at least something going for poker it's, that, that's far more exciting than it, than it was even, say, two or three years ago. Before we get to the uh, end story here, I'm circling back to the top of the show. I assume you wanted me to be the Robin to your Batman and you wanted me to be the, the Bonnie to your Clyde, but wh- where, where do you stand on the peanut butter jelly thing? Would I be the, the jelly to your peanut butter? Or would I be the peanut butter to your jelly? Where, what, what would that, I mean, how would that work out? I, d- I just like eating peanut butter out of the jar. So, okay. So that would be the jelly to your peanut butter then. Okay. Yeah, all right, so I'm you're, not yeah, a big okay. jelly fan. I'm, I, gotcha. I, I'll all right, so there peanut we go. butter on anything though. I just wanted to clarify that for the listeners. Cause I know there, everybody was, was <laughs> certainly good. wondering how that, yeah, how that was going to play out. Uh, let's close things out here with some more programming and uh, it is betting programming that is not just one of the networks out there but this is a official press release from one of the leagues yeah we got uh a basically a, an nba betting show on nba tv but it's a joint partnership between the league turner sports and BetMGM. that's going to be you know basically just betting focused information analysis and um you know, I'll flip this immediately back to you. Is like, this is this is more your world? Like, what mm-hmm. what is the what is the appetite for this kind of stuff? Like, do, like, are you are you gonna like? I know you consume a lot of betting content, but are you gonna watch like a betting specific NBA show? Who is this for? Do you think? And do you think this is valuable content for for a league? I mean, it's obviously BetMGM getting its brand out there, but like, what what do you think that what do you, what do you think of the product as as you've re- you read about it this morning? Well, I think one of the I do think one of the advantages that they do have here, which is a little bit different than a lot of the other content providers and content things that are going on out there is one, you have access to highlights, unlimited highlights, unlimited, I would assume unlimited, you know, interviews and things and whatever and access to the players and coaches and or I mean, you know, would it surprise me if Adam Silver showed up on one of these programs? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you do have that, which a lot of the other programming doesn't. Two, you do have the flexibility to start this thing and literally run it right into a game starting, which is another thing that a lot of, you know, a lot of the other programming doesn't have because you just kind of have to fit it into your programming schedule as it is. And if you're an ESPN or if you're one of the regional sports networks or even any of the other ones, I mean, I do a show, you know, over on, for MSG Network every, every single night, you know, um, don't have that luxury. Right. It's like there's 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 the typical pregame shows that need to be run for, you know, for for those networks. I mean, that's where they're really, you know, one, getting sponsorships and where they're really, you know, kind of getting the, the people to tune in a little bit before the game and make sure they're there to consume the programming. But with this running on NBA TV, I mean, these games aren't running on NBA TV. They're running on ESPN. The games are running on Turner. They're running on whatever. And so um, you're able to really just kind of basically you're almost competing with yourself, but not really. It's probably a different person who's actually consuming this than the person who is into a typical pregame show. And so, um, you know, I think that's another advantage that you can just kind of run it right up to tip off and run it right into a, a game getting going and things like that. I mean, Um, as far as customer acquisition, I don't know. I'm a little up in the air on that because I don't know if the average Joe 
finds this, you know, like, I don't know. Like, and that's where, that's where I'm a little bit up in the air, but Hey, you know, look, maybe this is just, uh, as we talk about, we've gotten to these months where there is a little bit, a little bit of betting fatigue, right? I mean, it is the, you know, we're in the, we're at the quarter pole of the baseball season. If you're not really in, if you're not a hardcore baseball fan, you're the, the new shiny toy of the beginning of the year has worn off and we're so far away from the playoffs that like, you could be in baseball fatigue. The NBA season, as it wears down, certainly gets people to kind of trickle off and things. And so maybe this is their way of trying to get some of those people back in, back interested, um, stuff like that. But I, I am curious as to how it's how it's framed and how they'll do it and and all that. And we'll you know we'll see. But this is just I think this is just the beginning, right? I mean, we know for sure we've we you know we've we covered it here on the deal. I mean, we PGA is all into it. I think there's only going to be more gambling content around golf and. Um, you know, NBA, the, the, the NFL, as much as they keep things kind of to themselves, there's, there's going to be something done for sure. They know where their bread is buttered. I mean, like they understand that if it wasn't for fantasy football and, and sports gambling, that the league would be far less popular than it is. And so, you know, they, they finally embraced, you know, full-fledged embraced fantasy football just a few years ago where you can turn it on NFL network and there's a, a dedicated fantasy football show that they produce for you on there but um you know they're they're not stupid they're going to embrace this gambling full-fledged here and uh you know we'll see that nba don't know how much it moves the meter but hey look i'm all for trying new things right and and trying some new content and see how it all see how it all works out i i, I did notice in the press release they didn't say anything about the talent or who's going to be on it or how it's going to work or kind of anything like that so that also is a little bit interesting because you know are we going to get former NBA players on this thing? You know, like, so like does and that's another thing maybe that they have going for them is just the, the talent pool that they can pull from for, for stuff like this that may actually engage the, the casual fans. Finger, so finger, fingers crossed for Darren Ravel. Uh, yeah. Action, get Action Network is providing content. So maybe you'll get, maybe you'll get Darren. He will, uh, he'll update us on whatever Mattress Mac is betting, essentially, is what we'll, what we'll get from, from Darren. Like, it'll I mean, just the, be the Mattress Mac update every week. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, put a bell on all this. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think what everybody's learning is that you can't just jam a bunch of betting content into the regular stream. Yep. Like, you can't just put it on the preview, sh- like, tons of betting content. Like, you can mention it, but, like, nobody mm-hmm. wants, no, like, that's, nobody wants that, right? The, the, your average NBA consumer is still does not want a ton of betting content. So you're providing this, you know, kind of off to the side. And like, if you want this content or, or you're engaged better, or you mm-hmm. want that information, you can go and find it and providing it kind of, kind of siloed like that. So, and, and my, and my last footnote is uh, it, it is hilarious. To, the product is called NBA bet. And I, I dug up the, uh, the arguments from the Supreme court case uh, circa <laughs> 2018, 2018, when they, when our, uh, 17 when they had the oral arguments um when they said sports spending the lawyers for the nba and the other leagues said sports spending is a cancer uh and now now we just put (laughs) bet right after nba and that it's it's again amazing what money will do to for the leagues and their position on gambling it 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 really is and uh you know i think that I think the other thing that came out of this is not only that they're going to launch a social campaign to go along with this as well. They're launching an at NBA bet Twitter handle that's going to give like highlights and analysis and different things that are related to the gambling part of the game and stuff. And so 
that is how far we have come, Dustin, that uh, now we're going to get, they're going to be not only a show dedicated to it, but they're going to be highlighting things that happen throughout the game, probably like when a guy hits his point total or when the over hits or when the, you know, like different things like that. They're probably going to be highlighting all that from an official NBA Twitter account. Yeah, and it brings up the legitimate question of like, are, are we crossing lines? Like NBA, I mean, NBA is always, has always been the most bullish and, and aggressive mm-hmm. on this, but like you're tying, you're tying your brand right into betting. Like that's like, is anybody else actually going to like everybody else is kind of, is doing deals. Like, but it's, it's an NBA bet. This is like, you're mm-hmm. owning, like, again, you're, yes, you're working with Turner and MGM and action and whatever, but you're owning the product. You're like, you're, this is your, you're putting your brand on this gambling content, which is another, just, I don't know. It's just feel, it's like a, another, I don't know. It just, it feels a little not, I don't know, wrong is the right word, but it's, it just feels like we're getting a little, getting a little too far across the line. I mean, again, I want, I encourage the leagues to embrace the the gambler and gambling, but like you're, you're tying yourself so much to, to gambling and outcomes now. I don't know. It feels like you could be going down a wrong path, but we'll see. I did think it was a little soon. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I do think it's, I did think it's a little quick, for an actual NBA, like third party content, like partnering with someone sure. and then it runs on another network or it runs on whatever. Like I, I, I got all that. Like, but the, I did think this was a little quick on, uh, on, you know, a full fledged branded show that is going to be airing on the league's network and stuff like that. I didn't think I would, I didn't think we would see that at least for a couple of years, but, uh, but no, here we are. And we'll have it uh, here starting the second round of the playoffs. I'm sure we will give our thoughts on what they produce whenever we are able to, to take it in for ourselves. Guys, as always, every single thing that we mention here on the podcast is a uh, written form over on legalsportsreport.com. Cannot, cannot tell you enough how much you should go over there and take in all the great written content going over there by Adam and his team. Adam be back from assignment uh, next week as we uh, get into episode number 104 here again, free to follow Dustin on Twitter. You should at Dustin Gowker. If you hate yourself at Matt Brown M2, you can follow me for Dustin. I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.